then you're going to conduct yourself in my presence as such. In the moment... What's up? What's up? Hey, welcome to Knowledge's Power Podcast Live. Oh, wow. We're back. Hey, hey, my goat, my co-host, my daughter, Sherwood, Haley, at the bottom of the, of the uh, screen. I have our, uh, our crew member uh, from the, uh, what the, what we call ourselves on Thursdays? <laughs> Roundtable Talk. Roundtable Round Talk. Round table talk. Yeah, hey. uh, that's Terry Roy at the top and uh, Chris Jones with us and our special guest tonight. Is the Beaumont Independent School District Chief of Police Joe Mabro? Hey man, it's glad to have you here. How are you? I'm doing well, Mr. Renfro. Thank you for having me, and thank you to the team and to, to, to you all that are present. Uh, thank you for what you do. Oh man, we, we're glad to have you. Like 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 my co-host says, uh, this is one of her uh, <clears throat> special topics. She likes to get involved in the schools and because yes. she has students at the school, and that's just what the school really needs. Is um, Parents that want to get involved in yes, with their kids, not just with her kids, but all the kids, awesome. you know. And, and this is what we need in Beaumont Independent School District. Period. Period. Yes. Okay. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got to go here. Uh, we got to go here, and we got to move on to our our topic tonight is um, a talk with the chief of police. Uh, and let's see. I, I hear you saying about my music. Wait a minute. I'm getting it down here. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. All right. Let's go. All okay. right. Now. Okay. So, Joe, yes. talk to us. Tell us, Chief. Well, let me just make, make it more formal. Chief Joe Mavro, you got the show. Yes, sir. Well, again, thank you, uh, Tony, uh, for uh, for having me. Uh, definitely, it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to come before you all. Uh, again, as you mentioned, uh, I'm the Chief of Police of the Beaumont Independent School District Police Department. Uh, and uh, I am honored to serve in such capacity. I uh, definitely want to thank my parents and the community for entrusting this noble task and assignment. Um, however, I, um, that being said, uh, my overall responsibility, of course, is to ensure the overall safe environment of our school population, of our school environment, to ensure our children have a conducive environment for learning and educators have the environment for them to be able to teach our children. Uh, so of course, that's what I am tasked with doing and ensuring that uh, our children are safe while they're there, as well as our staff, including those uh, guests who come into our uh, properties or facilities uh, for whatever the situation may be, uh, most of the times it's our parents uh, who are supporting our children uh, for athletic events or whatever that might be. Uh, my job, of course, is to ensure that there is a safe environment uh, for all that are on the Beaumont Independent School District's properties. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, I have a question, uh, Mr. Uh, Joe. Yes, How do you feel like that's going? How do you feel like that task is being um, undertaken? Are you feeling... Like campuses are more safe or do you feel like there's some uh, room for improvement can you give us a, a kind of a synopsis of what do you feel like the 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 level is are we meeting our goals or what's happening <laughs> well good question Madonna, Michelle Wood. so uh of course yes it's it's a, always a, a a growing uh if you will environment uh we can always seek uh for our betterment and improvement in our school district uh, as well as anything in our communities. Uh, so, of course, so with, with that being said, 
uh, I believe that uh, we're doing uh, well, considering uh, we are definitely looking for uh, the, uh, the partnership, of course, with uh, our parents. I think that's going to be uh, one of the most important things uh, to this piece, to this component, uh, to make uh, everything somewhat flow in the manner that we would like it to flow. Um, and so uh, that being said, again, uh, I believe it's, it's, it's going well, but it can be better. It can be better. And uh, <clears throat> we're not uh, satisfied with just status quo. Uh, we definitely want to make sure that that environment is as safe as possible. It's because we want our children to have uh, that experience, I guess, that we had when we came through school. Uh, we want them to experience a wonderful time in school because school is a memorable moment uh, uh, for them or for each individual. And so we want them to have that, uh, of course, and that will entail for them having that safe environment for them to be able to thrive in, uh, for them to be able to learn in, uh, as well as socialize and and, and, and grow. So uh, again, um, I believe that uh, we're fine where we are, but there's always room for growth. And we're always looking for those opportunities, of course, that we can do things better. We can reposition uh, anything or we can add uh, new measures that we can do. Uh, but one of the most important things, of course, uh, 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 Ms. Sherwood, is that having that family uh, support uh, with our parents or with our guardians of our students, uh, having them involved, uh, that is going to be uh, very impactful for us. Well, I agree. <clears throat> as a lifelong volunteer, uh, I wouldn't say lifelong, but a long time volunteer uh, with BISD uh, from elementary <clears throat> to high school, you um, you would be uh, amazed at how many lives you actually can touch, and not just you know, um, not just the children. Um, especially when you start to, <clears throat> like I said, vo really volunteer and, and meet the need of not just the child, uh, but the, the, the teacher in the classroom, as well as the parent to understand what it is that's being taught so that the teacher and the parent and the child or the students are all on the same page. Uh, and <clears throat> it's not gonna take uh, just the teachers and the administration on campus not going to just take you know just the community but it's going to take up um all of us as a whole a whole excuse me to build and rebuild a future worth looking forward to uh especially within our children so i totally agree about um you know having the opportunity to volunteer uh i know <clears throat> madonna had mentioned about um having um, some problems with the website or the approval. Um, I'm not sure what the, the policies are currently, uh, but I know um, not much has changed from VIPs, which was volunteers in public schools. And now we have PAWS, P-A-W-S. I'm not sure uh, what the acronym means anymore. But um, <clears throat> um, we do have that, that opportunity available and it's accessible from the BISD website. So speaking of volunteers, uh, just to let you know, if you would really like to be a part of not just your child's life, but children's lives, parents' lives, and this community uh, as a whole, uh, that's one great way to, to actually do it. Um, but LaDonna, I would say... Uh, reapply um and, for sure for sure <laughs> and ask you know to just to make sure that there was no um undersight in in their oversight you know what i'm saying right um but because uh the volunteers are, are, are greatly needed throughout the entire school district um especially individuals like yourself like i mentioned uh backstage Madonna is like one of the realest uh, young, younger females that I can remember um, um, just being in public with. I mean, she's always the same. Um, so I know she would be an, uh, you know, an asset to uh, many of kids in the community. Yes, sir. Um, same goes for Mr. Uh, Terry, uh, Terry Roy. Uh, he is phenomenal when it comes to public speaking at city council. 
which you know public speaking is isn't just good at city council but it's it's good to have anywhere you go um and you you have that that access that tool uh so um you know individuals that are actually trying to do something in the community i i commend you for volunteering and i push you to volunteer some more and i appreciate that uh uh chris and as well as miss ladonna i am definitely going to check into that for you uh because we definitely want your advocacy and we definitely want you to be involved uh, i can i i can hear it's, uh, your, your passion and as you mentioned you do have little ones that's in the school so uh i appreciate that and every time we do uh, we have our parents uh, who are uh, who want to be involved and are passionate about, you know, the welfare of their children, uh, whether it's academic, uh, athletic, whatever it may be. Uh, we salute that and we welcome that. And so I will definitely check into that for you and see uh, what may have been the problem uh, regarding that is because we definitely want you on board. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Now, let me ask you a question. Sure. What do you what do you foresee right now currently being? the biggest challenge with the uh, Beaumont ISD police officers? Is it fighting or is it more like disruptions? I mean, like where can parents most help out in assisting um, police officers? Uh, Cause I, 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 I'm kind of not aware of whatever the main issues are. I know that people are like, oh, people are fighting and they're being disrupted, but I imagine that's probably more in the halls than actual classrooms. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Right. And, and, and so, yes, ma'am, and actually this, this school year kind of started off normally in the in the springtime. Our youngsters normally, uh, I guess you can say they get a little antsy. Uh, and um, and normally we see a lot of that activity uh, towards the latter part of the year. However, uh, this year is a little different. It kind of started off in the beginning of the year uh, with our students being disruptive. There was a lot of fighting that was taking place. However, I can definitely say that uh, that situation pretty much uh, has been remedied. Uh, we put some uh, some uh, some additional measures in place uh, so that we can address uh, the uh, initial uh, fighting that was taking place. Uh, we got a lot of community support as well as the involvement with the Justice of the Peace uh, courts uh, to address some of those concerns. Uh, again, the PACS program, the uh, parents and community uh, support services. So it was a combination of a lot of different things. Uh, we also have involved our safety educational training to whereas we have a lot uh, of interacting with our students. So we provide the safety education training for our students that are age appropriate uh, so that we can kind of come in and address some of the concerns that we believe that are addressing or impacting our students at that age uh, and their peer group. Uh, so. Uh, it, it allows for the officers, of course, to not only provide that professional relationship, but establish that. And so we want to definitely bridge that gap there. Uh, so, again, a culmination of a lot of different things that we were doing to address some of those concerns. Um, uh, but, Ms. Sherwood, uh, I guess right now, one of the things, of course, that we can have our parents do to help us, as well as even some of our, our students, uh, those who are willing to participate, is uh, we just want our parents to not only be involved, um, uh, say, for instance, academically, maybe going to a PTA meeting or supporting their children uh, academically uh, as well as athletically. However, we definitely want them to be involved in terms of knowing who their friends are, you know, knowing what our young people are doing on social media, because uh, that has somewhat been a very major problem uh, in our district. Um, uh, having our parents uh, be aware of who their children are associating with, uh, those are very uh, important. Uh, components uh, that can be very helpful. And so if there is something that you see that might be questionable, right. uh, we would ask that you reach out to us. Uh, right. contact us. We have had uh, several parents in the past, uh, Michelle Wood, to reach out. Uh, if in fact, they may have been, uh, for example, a weapon inside of the house and grandmother right. uh, didn't uh, know what to do, but she was afraid that her, her grandbaby would, would probably get a hold of right. Uh, and, and she would reach out to us and uh, we assisted her with that. Or we assisted them with, uh, with those. Right. And, you know, it's uh, it's ironic that you say that, too, because recently there was an incident with my daughter with some girls that were outside of school doing like uh, Internet uh, groups and chats and whatever. And they were starting um, like cyberbullying that maybe didn't even start at the school. But you're right. Had I reached out to the BISD police department, you know, I guess so that's a way of kind of um i mean you're right being aware of what's happening outside of the school so before it hits the school 
you know, you can reach out to somebody. So I'm glad that you said that. So people that are watching, if your kids come up to you and they're saying, well, they, they messaging me in the group or they text messaging me on Snap or they, they harassing me in, uh, I forget, I don't, I, all the groups that they, you know, they, the kids are on, but that's a way that we can kind of head it off before it gets to the school, right? I, I, I like that. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and again, uh, uh, Ms. Sherwood, team, we see so many different uh, social media postings and photos, even videos of our young people, whether they're engaging in, uh, in fighting. Uh, but the most alarming thing uh, as of late has been a lot of our young people with weapons. Uh, that has been very alarming. Uh, and so, and these are, in some cases, are minors, right? These are minors. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. And so, of course, that's one of our greatest fears, of course, uh, uh, having a weapon enter into our schools. Uh, again, it, it can send not only the school campus uh, district uh, in a frenzy, but also the community. And so, unfortunately, but seeing these photos of our young, young, young students, in some cases, a lot of them are, are, are students, uh, they're minors. Uh, and you don't necessarily have, uh, say for instance, parents in the photo. So um, it's a problem when you have uh, minors uh, in possession of weapon. I'm talking serious weapon, weaponry. Um, and then I get it. I know Texas is a uh, uh, open carry uh, state. Uh, however, anytime you see a weapon in the hands of a, of, a, of a young person, that in itself is alarming. And so uh, we definitely wanna be able just to make sure that our parents is very aware uh, of some of the activities that uh, their children may be engaging in. Uh, we have reached out to so many different parents in regards to that, those that we have identified. Uh, and unfortunately, most of the times the parents does not, they don't own a weapon and they're not aware that their child, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're surprised, they're surprised. And so, and a lot of times we get, well, you know, little Johnny has not been here for a whole week or two weeks. You know, and so uh, uh, so a lot of those things uh, pose a great alarm uh, to us because, again, God forbid, but we never want to have to deal with that type of situation, uh, whether it's that or some other issues that might take place, as you mentioned, uh, LaDonna, in the community. And oftentimes it seems to find its way into our schools, uh, which kind of leads to our young people uh, uh, engaging in whether it be verbal altercation, which also leads into a physical altercation. Uh, so. Uh, it's a lot of things, but I can assure you, but having that parent support, uh, that parent involvement, uh, you see something, say something. Uh, and, uh, and and so, again, I, I want to say this. In our schools, our young people, and seems to have somewhat of a code of ethics amongst themselves, uh, they don't want to share or tell any information that one of their friends may be uh, engaged in a criminal-like act or criminal mischief or whatever it may be. Of course, you know, the old term, it says that, uh, you know, uh, they don't want to snitch. They often say on their colleague, they say it's almost as if you're telling on a family member. Um, and so, and again, um, I, I, got, I disagree with that. Um, it's because we definitely need to know that information, especially when it comes to another child being harmed um, or just damage to property etc uh we definitely want our young people to 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 know uh that there are appropriate channels that they can go to uh we have what is now uh called the p3 tips app uh we are partnered with crime stoppers so this is campus crime stoppers to where our young young students they can report uh, these activities anonymously and i can just share with you mr renfro and team that uh our children are doing it uh our, our high school and our middle school students they are relaying some of this information to us, uh, which allows us to be able to investigate uh, these concerns that are being brought forth uh, and to be able to address those issues. So definitely we're making some headways with it. Uh, but again, we definitely need uh, the support of, again, not only just our students, our parents, uh, but also some additional uh, stakeholders in the community that can just be supportive of this whole process because it's not just a school district issue. This is a community issue. And uh, we definitely want to make sure that we have a, a safe environment for all uh, that stays in uh, actually the city of Beaumont. Yes, I can agree with you, uh, uh, Chief, uh, because it is a community issue. <clears throat> and one other thing is that I want to address is that I want the audience to know is that our listeners to know that this is not the only school district that's having problems like this. 
This is not. I'm in Houston now, and um, that is that is it's it's a dangerous situation over there, and and kids are coming with uh, rifles and guns that the parents don't even know anything about it. They they they're clueless of what's going on, and uh, and and the kids on this campus are not telling on each other. Like you said, they don't want to, they don't want to be snitches, you know. So. Uh, the, the thing is that I appreciate you doing is getting a, trying to get ahead of this, ahead of the curve, so that we can prevent some of these things from happening. But the only way we can make this thing happen is the community get involved. The parents got to get involved. Uh, parents need to go in and sit in the classroom and see how what goes on in those schools, man. I'll tell you, them catch something else. <laughs> I don't even want to. And then, too, um, Tony, we may need to post that anonymous tip line uh, phone number for students who may want to um, um, you know report some information anonymously um, maybe we can get chief to give us that information um, and then when you when you do that uh, chief I do have one other question um, can you speak to mental illness or does BISD have like the police portion of BISD are they handling um, mental uh, you know, people that may have instabilities or um, some issue that's creating some of the problems that may. Is there a specific part of that or is that still just handled by counselors or what? Yes, ma'am. Uh, well, it's, it's it's handled by counselors. And thank you for that question. It's handled by counselors, but also law enforcement. Our our police department, basically our officers, uh, with the exception of the two, three on new that we have onboarded, however, they're going to be uh, going through the mental health training. Uh, and so our officers undergo uh, a training so that they are able to not only deal, but also to somewhat detect uh, uh, those uh, uh, matters that are presented uh, that might exist in our, in our students uh, so that we can provide them the, the best support uh, services that they need, uh, as well as, again, and working and partnering with our, our counselors. The counselors are now also uh, doing a very heavy push on that as well. Is because we understand that uh, a, a lot of our our, our citizens, uh, as well as our, even our students, uh, often may be subjected or may have to deal with uh, with those uh, illnesses. And so, yes, ma'am, we are doing everything possible to ensure that we are able to, to provide the support services for our students uh, who may suffer uh, with mental illness. And so, uh, that is something that is very key. Uh, and uh, somewhat priority in our district. And so we're doing everything possible to address those concerns uh, as it relates to mental illness. I have uh, another, I'm sorry, go ahead, uh, Terry. What, um, <laughs> <laughs> what percentage would you say is, is uh, more mental? Because I, I, I believe that's a lot of it. Because a kid is not just gonna be just bad for, for no reason, in my opinion. What percentage would you say that it is mental? Well, Mr. Royal, let me say this. I don't have that percentage, that actual percentage, mm -hmm. but I, I'm, I would say there's a very, that's a, it's a very, very small, minute uh, uh, percentage in our district. Um, uh, I don't know. I would even say a, a, that one to two percent, uh, uh, if that, that may exist. And, um, and again, I probably shouldn't even speak on, on those, on those percentages that does have uh, some form of a uh, 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 mental matter because I'm, I'm not the expert in that area. Uh, so let me just say I I don't know. Let me, let me help you out there, this chief. Well, Go ahead. Do you think that because of the of what we've gone through in the last two years, you know, uh, the pandemic, the COVID, um, kids out of school for a certain amount of length of time, uh, and family are going through issues because of the lack of. Uh, uh, being together too long or going through the stress because the pandemic has been a, a stress to not just kids but be, uh, parents and, and everybody's involved so that could cause some of the problems I would suggest I mean that absolutely right that could uh, cause some of the problems yes sir yeah, some, some situations I know firsthand and it's a lot of like uh, mental things that go unchecked for its chemical imbalances, drug right. use, just just a lot of different things. That's why I, I tend to think it's more than one percent. Because there's some things that I, you know, I know that I can't speak on right now. Yes, yes. Because of confidentiality. Yes. But you'll be amazed at the amount of chemical imbalances that kids suffer that that go unchecked. Yes, 
by the parents. So I would say that one percent is probably higher. Yeah, and then not only not yeah. only that, and the parents are going through so much as well. But again, yeah, I go into a lot of homes and I see a lot of different things that are happening at home. Right. And Terry, you brought up something too about um, drug use. So I have a question about that. That brings me to my next question. Um, I know that uh, the the state as a whole, and I mean the nation really is dealing with an opioid epidemic and um people are taking pills and doing you know drugs that are medical drugs or whatever the case may be is bisd thing um like the is the pan is the um i'm sorry the opioid epidemics bleeding into the schools do y'all see any of this taking place or is, is that affecting the job that y'all are doing in any way do you know well no ma'am um miss um, madonna we don't we don't have um uh, let me say this. Unfortunately, there is uh, uh, a small percentage of, uh, you know, the drug traffic uh, that's in uh, our schools, as they would be in any other school. Uh, however, not uh, to that degree. Uh, we are still uh, addressing those concerns anytime, of course, uh, uh, we get those type of information. As a matter of fact, that's one of the, uh, the high things that we get uh, when, in fact, uh, uh, one of our students uh, relayed that information of a student who may uh, be possible trafficking drugs or, or trying to sell drugs on campus. Uh, we get those uh, quite often, but it's not a, uh, a, a major or epidemic, so to speak, uh, that it's a, a major problem in, inside of our schools. Uh, however, it is there and we are addressing it every time that matter, of course, is presented or we have knowledge of that. Uh, we address those concerns as it relates to uh, enforcement uh, in those areas. Yes. Yeah, I, I have I have five kids in the district, and, and I get five different stories about some of the things that's happening. I, I just hate that four of them are, are boys because they seem to be going through the most problems, and you know, than my one granddaughter. What do, you, what do you think a solution is to that? Because when I was in school, you know, a long time ago, we had peer-to-peer uh, -peer group meetings, and that seems to, to help some. Do you, you think that's something that they can uh, put in schools, or do you think that would help? Yes, sir. Well, listen, uh, any type of uh, uh, peer group support, um, pastoral support, uh, and we, we, we have programs, of course, now that we're working on of course, also have pastors involved, but also uh, uh, some of our uh, community leaders, uh, some of our coaches, uh, uh, Mr. Chris. Uh, and so we, we, we have uh, avenues by which, again, uh, those representatives are able to come in and, uh, and to, to dialogue uh, with our young men, as well as even our young ladies uh, that are in our district. Because uh, we believe that our children need as much support as they can possibly get. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Ms. Madonna, in reference to uh, the uh, COVID uh, pandemic, how it has impact uh, our children, our community, uh, that has created a great bit of anxiety uh, in, in most cases. Uh, and so our children, as well as even our parents, are still trying to kind of uh, navigate uh, through that whole process. And some some kind of way trying to get back to some kind of a normalcy, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, absolutely um, having as much uh, peer group support is, is 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 also another key component. I believe that can be very helpful for our children. It's kind of like having it, we're having to reinvent that village. Let me say we're having to reinvent that village. When we were coming up, we had that village, and, and for some reason, it seems that the village has kind of gone away. Uh, and so our children now, they're kind of grown up without that additional support that we had, uh, if you will, when I use that term, the village. Uh, and so uh, I believe us uh, being able to reinvent that in a modern day time in society, I believe that will also be key in supporting our young children uh, while they're navigating through their school experience. Um, I did have one other question, because I know with all the turmoil that's been happening over the past couple of years with policing in communities and all the friction, um, how are, are, are Beaumont ISD officers often met with the same resistance that we saw in the streets over the past couple of years? 
or does the community feel a sense of a connection to BISD officers that they don't really share with regular BPD officers? And then the second part of that question is, are the BISD officers trained in like de-escalation tactics and how to, um, you know, calm students that may be aggressive or overwhelmed or irate or whatever they may be? What is the, do y'all have a specific procedure that y'all follow to maybe not, uh, you know, make things worse or, or kick off more? I, I don't know, you know, with everything that's happening, how do how, how are y'all addressing it? Sure. And, and yes, ma'am. And, and I guess to your, to your first point, uh, uh, which is why we have our safety education program, our scope program, which allows our officers, of course, to engage with our students uh, on a daily basis. Uh, and again, it's not necessarily just uh, when they're uh, involved in some type of athletic curriculum or athletic curriculum uh, process. This is also academically. Uh, but this allows us to, to build that professional relationship with our students. Uh, so not only do we see them in school, uh, but we also encounter them on the outside uh, in our community uh, uh, when we see our children uh, in our community. Uh, and so we have not had that experience and then we're, we're very fortunate um, uh, not to have had that. Uh, and so, which is why it's important that we have a very aggressive push of us being a part of the support process, the educational environment, but working with our young people. Uh, to your second question, uh, yes, our officers uh, also undergo uh, de-escalation training, uh, crisis intervention, uh, ways, of course, to mitigate problems uh, when they do arrive. Uh, uh, well, most officers, let me say, uh, if not all officers in the state of Texas have to go through that. Uh, again, it, 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 I guess you can say school-based law enforcement is a little different from uh, how um, uh, traditional law enforcement is. Of course, it's because we're now working in a school setting and there's a lot of other additional parameters that are there. However, the fundamentals of policing is, is, is pretty much the same. Uh, you basically just have to uh, understand that uh, you, uh, being a communicator, effective communicator with the, the citizens that you serve is, is very important. So that's one of the things I, I harp on with my team is that we definitely have to make sure that we're being professional, uh, that we're being courteous uh, when we're dealing with the public and that we're treating our citizens with dignity. And the majority of our clients, of course, they are children. And so uh, we definitely want to make sure that we're doing that uh, firsthand uh, with our young people. So giving them uh, the encounters that they may have with law enforcement, uh, one to be a, a one that's professional, uh, one that's also welcoming, if you will, and not one that can be confrontational or adversarial, uh, as we've seen in the past in some other communities uh, that may have had those problems. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for that question. Hey, Chief. Yes, I, it, the, the, the police department has been with the district for quite a few years now. Yes, sir. And a lot of uh, the listeners and, uh, and and the community really doesn't know what was what's the purpose. What was the purpose for the uh, police department? Could you give us a breakdown of your department personnel and uh, what what protocols that you guys do? Uh, how supportive you are for the activity that you have to go through, your art that you are prepared for. So can you break that down to us a little bit? Yes, sir. thank you, Tony, for that question. So, um, of course, our department was uh, was established back in uh, 2007. Uh, so we've been in existence for that, that period of time. Uh, we are Texas peace officers. Um, as any other Texas peace officers, we have the same uh, powers and privileges and, and, and authority, let me say. Uh, in as we serve uh, in this capacity. Uh, our jurisdiction now is pretty much the city of Beaumont, uh, same as would be the city police officers. However, we primarily, specifically, our scope is aimed towards working inside of the school sector. Uh, our department roughly right now consists of roughly 20 or so uh, Texas peace officers. Uh, we have uh, 30 public safety officers, which are somewhat like an extension of our department. Uh, they're like uh, security uh, personnel, uh, which also assist and aid the administration. There's some components that law enforcement is not allowed to do that our public safety officers are able to assist in that capacity. Uh, we have roughly 36 crossing guards. The crossing guards also fall under my uh, supervision as well. Uh, that serves the entire uh, city of Beaumont. Uh, so we have quite a bit of uh, personnel. We have our own dispatch, full-fledged dispatch uh, uh, department. 
uh, we have our CID department, criminal investigations department. So we have a full-fledged police department uh, here in the Beaumont Independent School District. And so um, I guess the sole purpose of this was so that we can address the uh, those concerns as it relates to criminality that were taking place in our schools. Uh, to have someone that would be able to immediately address those concerns as opposed to having, say for instance, uh, law enforcement respond from the outside uh, uh, to those matters. That's often have been a time lapse uh, in say for instance, the respond uh, to some of those concerns that may have been uh, uh, presented. And so uh, uh, having the, the police department uh, was a way of course that the district at that time felt would have been uh, beneficial as well as even cost efficient uh, for the district at that time. I think at that time and back in 07, we had uh, the city, I think they were partnering with the city of Beaumont contracting out right, uh, the right, right. To, to work in there. So I believe uh, this was also a, uh, a cost efficient uh, uh, process for the district uh, uh, of having their own police department established. And so we've been uh, again operating since uh, and uh, uh, hopefully, you know, we can continue to grow and continue to serve our, our, our community and, and our students in our district. I, would well, like uh, <clears throat> I appreciate um, the relationship that I've seen um, many of your officers uh, and security, um, I guess, like deal with the community, with the students. Uh, and, and I guess like one of the main reasons is, is like uh, when you dig or not really dig, but when you acquaint yourself with some of your students, you find out that the student is <clears throat> probably a child of your classmate, a grandchild of one of your teachers from the past. Uh, so the community is interwoven. Um, as it as it stands, we don't really have to go far to find the relationship. All, all we have to do, like Chief said, is build on it. And once you know, once we build on that relationship, I don't I don't know what it is, Madonna. We both digging in our eye tonight, man. <laughs> but like, I got something in my eye. I don't yeah, even know man. what. <laughs> but but um, I, I, do, I will say that you know, <clears throat> to well to like kind of kick back a little bit i re I, I recall um a lot of our families uh children included uh having i guess uh some anxieties uh maybe even some signs of depression um even some trauma uh after harvey um after imelda uh so <clears throat> i will say i appreciate the medical the uh, mental health component uh, and the training that you you uh, install uh, with your officer. And to recognize it is the most important thing ever, uh, whether it's on a, you know, whether it's in a child or, or an adult, uh, because <clears throat> I've seen in many instances where we were in the school and something happened in the community. And this was, this is the, Beaumont Police Department and the BISD Police Department's partnership or communication. Um, something happens in the community, they get in touch with the chief, chief gets in touch with that campus uh, officer, and immediately that campus is locked down <clears throat> uh, or secured to a, a, a state where no one can enter into the campus. Um, I'm, I'm talking about some of the some of the best training I've seen in 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 like local public schools. So uh, I, I definitely commend you, uh, Chief, for training your officers again on the importance of sustaining life on campus. Um, I will say, <clears throat> as an old product of BISD, I graduated. If y'all see back here, uh, there's those Jaguars. But yeah. <laughs> I graduated from Central in 1999, but when I was in middle school uh, and, and even uh, elementary, elementary school, we had officers in the school, but they weren't like aggressive officers. They were teaching us about, you know, drugs and teaching us about alcohol and 
you know, y'all remember Dare. Y'all remember the Chicken Club. So we had relationship uh, that that was coming through with a lot of our officers, like Officer Ned, Officer Stevens, um, you know, Officer Stevens' son. Uh, so like, because before our sheriff was uh, sheriff, she was an officer and she volunteered in a lot of public schools. Same goes for our, my constable, uh, Joe Stevens. He was an officer and he served uh, the, the community. Um, officer Martin. I mean, it's so many, uh, Big Baker. It's so many officers, you know what I'm saying? Right, and I would argue that even today, um, every event that I go to and every campus that I'm on, there are kids talking to these officers. Like, they are talking to them and having conversations with them. And I can appreciate that. Like, I am happy to say that whatever accountability you're holding your officers to, it's not like on the campus, the people don't know the officer or they don't, they're not familiar right. with the officer or they don't right. feel comfortable with the officer enough right. to talk to the officer. You always going to find some students, whether it's at a game, whether it's at a event, whatever it may be. If there's an officer there, somebody's going to be talking to that officer or hey, or this or that, or just having small talk and conversations. And that matters okay. because that means that the officer has put themselves in a position not to be standoffish or not to be unapproachable or not to be. You know, those officers or they, the kids know that they're there in the capacity of help. And, and that matters. It goes and, you know, way. a lot of kids. I mean, believe it or not, the police officers are role models. I, it doesn't matter if they're male or female. I mean, it, it, they're role models. And uh, so that gives them something to look at and, and uh, maybe want to uh, do better or achieve in their lifestyle. Uh I love the dialogue, and we've been here at dialoguing and talking and chatting with the Chief of Obama Independent School District, uh, Chief of Police Joe Mabro. Joe, we just love having you on. I just, I'm enjoying the, the talk. Uh, we're getting educated, and I like to continue this dialogue on on a regular basis. And you and I, we're going to sit down and we're going to sit down and talk and see if a way we can do this, and uh, so we can keep, so we can help bridge the communication gap between parents, school staff, and administration. We need to bridge that gap uh, for communication. We need to have a communication. Uh, the parents need to get, we have to do, get, have a way to get the parents more involved in their students and their kids in the school district. This is the only way it's gonna work. And it, it's just gonna take the community. It's gonna take us to do this. Yes, sir. Uh, so, I, I, and I think we just need to, you and I will sit down and let's see if we can come up with something so we can consistently keep everyone involved in, in our, our children. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also I don't want to leave this out. The teachers. I, I, I applaud the teachers for going through what they do. Thank you, Mr. Renfro. Yeah, I mean, they're doing an outstanding job. <laughs> they are. Yeah. They are. Uh, for, for the little pay. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> uh, but it, it just is, it's a wonderful thing to have teachers in our, and 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 the teacher things that the teachers have to go through it just uh, I mean, it's it just blow my mind and uh and they're the least the, the least respected uh, uh employee there so we want to make sure that we we give them some help as well absolutely sir absolutely have, um, you, uh, have you ever thought about i mean let me ask this are y'all the only formal law enforcement that that's uh, in the schools? And have y'all ever thought about bringing anybody else in, like maybe sheriff department or anything like that? Yes, sir. And, and thank you for that. Uh, so we have partnership with, of course, the city of Beaumont, uh, the sheriff's department, the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department, as well as uh, the uh, Jefferson County Constable's Office, as well as uh, the Texas uh, Highway Patrol DPS. So we have a partnership with all of our uh, local agencies, of course, uh, to come in uh, and support, whether they're supporting us basically uh, uh, daily, just as extra boots on the ground and eyes and, and from the security standpoint, as well as uh, assisting us uh, from the athletic uh, events that we do have, uh, as well as even with the uh, training. We do, uh, as Chris mentioned earlier, in terms of that training, we do a lot of our training uh, with, uh, say, for instance, Beaumont PD, uh, all the school district law enforcement, uh, as well as even those who work inside of our schools, uh, they're required to go through uh, active shooter-like training, 
so uh, our department trains, of course, with the city of Beaumont and a host of other trainings that uh, we are required to do uh, just to ensure that we are, again, able to uh, address any of those emergency concerns that we might deal with. I think also Chris mentioned in terms of those drills, we've had our fair share of drills. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of that um, was a result of our, our, our young students uh, utilizing their cell phones or technology to uh, to, to create the, those false alarms. Um, and, and so uh, as a result, we had to really uh, deal and respond every time one of those alerts came out, whether it's having to do a lockdown, or having to do a secure lockout, having to do a shelter in place, you name it. Uh, we were doing it. And every one of those incidents, uh, Mr. Renfro and team, uh, you had uh, the agencies coming, uh, whether that's uh, Beaumont PD, uh, uh, the uh, fire marshals, uh, the ATF, uh, FBI, they were coming. Any and every time we received a bomb threat, uh, they were coming. And so, uh, so yes, uh, we go through all of those drills uh, with our students, uh, as well as those that are uh, somewhat uh, uh, activated uh, uh, by our young people, uh, as well as our teachers undergo uh, a host of drills, civilian response to active shooter events. Uh, we have to go through these trainings uh, with our teachers, our administrators, so that they also know how to respond and assist in guiding our children uh, during those type of crisis-like situations. So uh, we want to make sure that uh, we are prepared uh, to deal and address uh, those issues if they arrive. So parents uh, like Ms. LaDonna, that you can uh, uh, be assured that we're doing everything possible uh, to, to safeguard your little ones, your children, uh, while they're in our care. Uh, so we undergo a host of trainings uh, just to ensure that we're keeping that environment safe, uh, but also we're doing everything necessary uh, to uh, ensure their well-being as well while they're with us. Again, thank you, now, Joe. Chief I was going to say, Campbell. I know in closing. Yeah. Oh, you got to do that? Okay, go no, ahead. No, I was just going to say, I know that we're getting ready to close, but if the, if the chief could give us that anonymous tip line and maybe tell us where the parents can volunteer um, one more time so that we can... Um, you know, just make sure that we post that or put that on our page um, uh, so we can get that out to the community because that's important information. And parents, let me make a plea to you and appeal to you. Do come to the schools. Do fill out that volunteer application and do get involved. No matter if it's an hour or two hours or whatever time that you have that you can come and get involved. It may not just impact your kid, it may impact other kids. And sometimes just being there, just having an adult with a smiling face and an open heart and just a genuine care for, for concern goes a long way with our children. And they need that, they need to know that we love them, we care for them and we're there for them. And that if nobody else loved them and want them that we do, we do, we do. And we've gotta be found doing something to show that we got to be found doing something and joe you know usually i don't we, when we close the show it's one of us going to close the show out for us but tonight we're going to ask you to close it out by giving us a point uh what do you like to have uh what do you like to say uh that can help the parents and the students and the teachers do to help to keep the school safe said what can you say about that Yes, sir. And thank you, Mr. Renfro and team. So uh, what I would say is definitely uh, parents, uh, as was mentioned by uh, several of the panelists, all of the panelists, uh, that uh, we definitely need our parents' support. Um, we need our parents to be very mindful of uh, what uh, their children are doing, especially uh, with uh, social media as being one of the biggest trends now that our young kids are engaged in. Uh, is because uh, a lot of our young kids are engaging uh, in, in, in a lot of mischief, uh, utilizing uh, these cell phones and that technology. A great majority of them are doing the right thing. A great majority of our kids are, are doing what they're supposed to be doing inside of the schools. Uh, but it's that small percentage uh, that often gets a lot of the attention uh, and uh, somehow, somehow have a, a greater impact. Uh, so we just ask that our parents just be mindful of not only where your children are, uh, but who they're with, uh, know who their friends are. Uh, uh, and every so often uh, check into their cell phones and just to kind of be aware of some of the activities that they're engaging in. Uh, and lastly, uh, 
if in fact you all can uh, encourage your children to participate in the Campus Crime Stoppers uh, program. It's an anonymous app. You can download the app. It's called the P3 Tips app. P3 Tips app for a Campus Crime Stopper. Uh, and of course, that number is 833-TIPS or 833-8477. Uh, being able to participate and relay information if they don't want to come out publicly and relay it to a law enforcement or administration on the campus, uh, that route would definitely be very supportive. Uh, overall, parents continue to stay uh, actively engaged with your children's uh, teachers and their principals uh, to show that they also can uh, make sure that that information is being correlated uh, or communicated uh, in terms of that might be a concern uh, that may be presented to us or even to the administration so that we can better support as well as serve your children. Uh, so those things I believe can be very helpful. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for, for your, your uh, uh, just just thank you. I appreciate you, guy. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday, uh, another another podcast. And on Sunday, guys, we want to make sure you all know that we're going to have our, our roundtable talk on uh, next Sunday, the 13th. So I'll see you on Tuesday and I'll see you on Sundays at 7 p.m. right here at Knowledge and Power Podcast. I, we'd like to thank our listeners as well who has listened to the show or will listen to the show in, uh, in the future. Uh, it has gone all over the place. Our show is on Apple, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Amazon Music, uh, Amazon Live, I'm sorry. And we are on all social media platforms. So if you had missed this show, had time to listen to it, please listen to it. And if you're on YouTube, hey, Click the red button to subscribe to us. Okay. Thank you again, everybody. We love you. We bless you. And hey, Pastor, I mean, uh, Chief, <laughs> Chief Mabro. <laughs> Listen, hey, we got to get together. I've got some ideas, creative ideas, what I like to do. Yes, sir. Uh, discuss with you so we can keep everybody involved in our, our community. Okay. Sounds good. Yes, Let's sir. Thank district. you. Thank you, everyone. Love you. Thank you for watching Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Be sure to like and subscribe to all Knowledge is Power social media pages.